Hello, adventurer, and welcome to the Skyrim Book Club, the on-the-go solution for the busy adventure in Tamriel's coldest, far-reaching province. Let us collect the literature and lore of this great province for you and put it into a portable package so that you never have to stop fighting dragons, picking flowers, or stealing from shopkeepers when they aren't looking. With an ever-increasing archive, SkyrimBookClub.ca has got the story for you. Until next time, enjoy the book. Prince Hugh and the Haj Motar Chariot by Petty Vizier Hafzifa Aliath The Tale of a Prince and His New Chariot Hafzifa! I mean, your semi-excellency! It was Jengish, the page boy, in a sweat from having run up the stairs. The prince wants you right away in the stables! Hurry! Now what? I said, as I shoved Ralabala's eleven ritual forms under my desk blotter. The prince had forbidden magic in the palace ever since his attempt to learn the water-breathing spell had left him temporarily unable to breathe anything but water. I told him he was inverting the fifth and sixth syllables, but he ignored me. Are the skeevers into the oats again? No, Jengish smiled slyly. You'll have to see this for yourself. Prince Hugh was pacing impatiently back and forth before the door to the stables, taking care to keep his curly-toed golden slippers out of the dung. Ah, there you are, Havzi. I have something to show you, and this time I know you'll be impressed. He waved one silk-clad arm toward his ever-present bodyguard, and Big Dorlin slid the stable door open on its rollers. Inside was the ugliest thing I'd ever seen. It looked like a regatta war chariot, but it was oversized, with four wheels instead of two, and with a big gold-fringed umbrella on a gilded frame over the rider's box. The box itself was garishly painted with glowing rainbows, the prince's chosen symbol, because I'm Prince Hugh, get it? And silver splatterboards were mounted over the wheels to keep mud from besmirching the driver. The whole affair looked as heavy as an ox cart in a quarry. Isn't it glorious? the prince asked. It's glorious, isn't it? He repeated pointedly. Glorious. G glorious yeah, yeah, yes, indeed. Exactly, I said. It's also rather large. But it looks to me like it would take about eight horses to draw it. And right now, we only have six. Horses? Ah, horses are for the ordinary. My new princely chariot will be drawn by a hajmota. A devil tortoise? But no one's ever tamed one. It can't be done. And where would your highness get it, anyway? I already have one, said Prince Hugh, proudly twirling his handlebar mustache. I bought it from a Bosmeri merchant, who tamed it with soporific bug smoke. Come see! And he led the way further into the stable. That's when the screaming began. Normally, I wouldn't use a hoary cliché like blood-curdling shrieks. But really, my heart froze at the sound. Terrible wails from both human and horses. More at the stable hand came running from the pens, wide-eyed, followed by a wood elf I didn't recognize. I got in his way. And when he tried to push past me, I grabbed him by one of his cosmetic antlers. Ow! Stop it, lady! Run for it! Tell me what happened and I'll let you go, I snarled, twisting the antler for emphasis. It's the Hajmata. It must have gotten used to the sleep smoke, because it woke up. Mad! He looked over his shoulder, trembling. It's eating the horses! And we're next! Let me go! I let him go. And then, out of the depths of the barn, came the thundering devil tortoise, its jaws still dripping goblets of horse. It was charging straight toward Prince Hugh, who stood stock still, watching it. I realized he was paralyzed with fear. I barely made it, but I tackled the prince and knocked him out of the way just before the Hajmata would have trampled him. It passed us, then stopped short and turned. It was shockingly nimble and whacked Dorlin with its heavy tail, sending him flying in one direction and his two-handed sword in another. Then it focused on us, murder in its red piggy eyes. I was sprawled atop Prince Hugh, who was pawing at me with his pudgy hands and bleeding, 
As the thing stepped closer and opened its great beak, I tried to think of a spell, any spell, but with the prince wheezing at me, my mind was a blank. The prince wheezing. Suddenly a spell formed in my mind. I blurted it out and slapped the Hajmota on its nose. Magicka poured from me and into the beast, which blinked, snorted, and began to shake its head left and right. It opened its jaws wide and burst out in great, racking gasps, then flung its legs out and flopped down, lungs heaving. In less than a minute it was dead, suffocated, because it couldn't find any water to breathe. I helped the prince up, dusting off his silken robes, except for the part where he'd sat in horse dung, which I pretended not to notice. What? What what happened to it, Havzi? He said, his eyes narrowed. You didn't use any magic on it, did you? It must have been a delayed reaction to the bug smoke. A breathing problem, I nodded emphatically. Yes, it must have been the smoke. Remember the time I wore that Rehod musk and you couldn't stop sneezing? Like that. Ah, yes. Well, that was lucky, wasn't it? Dorlin, run after that merchant and get my money back. I'm going to have to buy another six horses. He looked fondly at the hideous chariot. Maybe eight. 